In this episode, I'm going to be talking about why you don't need more time to be successful. That actually, success has nothing to do with time. Our brains only think we need more time to be successful because we've never pushed ourselves to think otherwise. I will break down the way a balanced person views success and ultimately explain how they're able to achieve more in less time. You ready? Let's get to it. Welcome to the Ambitious and Balanced Working Mom Podcast, the place for women who want to balance their ambitious career goals with their life as a mom. If you're looking to feel more confident, decisive, and productive at both work and home, then this is the place for you. I'm your host, Rebecca Olson. Let's get to it. All right, working moms. I'm looking forward to jumping into this topic today because this is a day-in, day-out conversation I have with my clients. I literally just got off the phone talking about this with one of my clients before I'm recording this podcast, so I know how relevant it is to all of us. Today, we are talking about how success is not related to the amount of time you put in and the pitfall of thinking, I need more time in order to get things done and create balance. I'm going to essentially debunk the idea that success and time are closely related. I'm going to share how a balanced person would actually define success apart from time and give you two specific ways to start unmarbling success and time. All right. So here's how the story goes for most of us. Before we have kids, we can spend as much time as we want working. And for most of us, this really isn't a problem. We like to work. We enjoy the impact we're making. It feels purposeful and motivating. It's how we want to be spending our time. And there just seems to be plenty of time to still work out, spend time with our spouse. So it just doesn't feel like a problem. But then our kids come along and we realize we can't operate this way anymore. Or more specifically, we don't want to operate this way anymore. We can't work 10 plus hours every day because if we did, we would never see our kids or we would be so exhausted when we're with our kids that we can't even be present. What we understand fundamentally is that we need to squeeze more productivity out of the time we spend working so that we work less but achieve more. It almost feels like the secret to work-life balance. The problem is our brains equate working more with success. Our culture connects hard work with working more hours, and then companies reward that hard work with promotions, raises, and accolades. So getting ahead in our career feels dependent on working more hours because that seems to be how the system works. Similarly, we as women tend to hold a subconscious or sometimes a very conscious view that we would be better moms if we spent more time with our kids that we would be more successful as a mom. That would mean that we were more patient or more connected or more influential, more present, more fun. However you want to define success in motherhood, if we spent more time with our kids. But if that was true, that spending more time with your kids would make you a better mom, then every stay-at-home mom would be considered better than every working mom. Because stay-at-home moms spend all day with their kids. But of course, we all know That's not true. More time 
does not make you a better worker, a better wife, a better mom, a better daughter, or a better friend. To use a very overly used phrase, it's not about quantity. It's about quality, right? And the quality of our work takes a huge dive when we overwork. Stanford did a study, and I'm going to put the link in the show notes about this, that showed a dramatic drop in productivity after 50 hours of work and almost pointless productivity after 55. And others show that the average American only puts in three hours of actual productive time in a day. The rest of our time is filled with snack breaks and chatting with colleagues and dealing with interruptions and personal agendas and social media. So even though studies would show it isn't true, we're almost indoctrinated to believe that the amount of time that we put into something is what makes us successful or more productive. Since starting my coaching business almost six years ago, I've spent a lot of energy considering time worked and feeling successful because even though I work for myself and I set my own hours, for several years, I struggled with feeling terrible about myself for working less than 40 hours. No employer is telling me to work and defining success for me, but my brain wanted to continue to offer that working less meant I wasn't enough that I wasn't successful. Here's how it kind of sounded in my brain. You're not doing enough, Rebecca. Your business isn't going to be successful if you don't work more. People that work more make more money. A good business owner puts all of themselves into their business. Working more would show more passion. You could change more lives with coaching if you worked more. I know these are some of the same thoughts that you all have that work in traditional employer-based jobs because I had them too, and not just since having kids. I remember not taking vacation time for fear of appearing not committed to my job, not successful, for feeling guilty for taking a dentist appointment or a doctor's appointment during the day because I feared that my boss would look down on me, that I would be seen as not enough. And then after my daughter was born, I felt like I needed to work more to prove my passion and my commitment to my job after maternity. And then if I take it into my role as a mom, that feeling of failing, that happens because my to-do list is a mile long. Feeling behind, not good enough, not successful, because I simply can't get it all done. Now, most of us would just say, I wish we had more hours in the day. But not to actually enjoy life more, but to get more stuff done. You can kind of see what's happening here, right? It's almost laughable. It's not just that more time makes you more successful on the outside, like more accomplished with less to-dos, more promotions, more money. We also have internalized it so that we think that we need to be doing more and working more in order to feel successful as humans. Productivity, checking off the boxes, more money, getting things right, success, it all feels very deeply connected to time. But it's not. We actually have to teach our brains to believe something else. We have to unindoctrinate ourselves, if you will. We have to redefine success for this next season of our life, the season of being a working mom. Because as long as success is connected to time, as long as you believe that, we're always going to feel like we're failing, 
Like we're failing in all of our roles. Like we're failing as a human. Like we're not good enough. And to create a balanced life, we cannot continue to think that we're failing or be in constant fear of failure. All right, so let's talk about that a bit. I feel like I framed up the problem pretty well here. Let's actually talk about redefining success. If it has nothing to do with time, what does it have to do with? Now, I want you to take a moment and really think about this. Pause the podcast if you have to for a moment. How do you think a balanced person would define success? How do you think a balanced person would define success? A few things come to mind for me. A balanced person defines success based on either the outcome or the growth. Did you achieve the goal or did you learn how to do it better next time? Success for a balanced person is about going all into a few things instead of trying to do all the things. Success is setting achievable expectations of what can be accomplished in a given amount of time. Success is pushing your brain outside of the box to achieve more with less. Success is living life on your own terms and deriving happiness from all the things that you do. Success is about living in your wants, not your needs. Success is about optimizing the effort you put in. Now you might be thinking, that you care a lot about these things too, and that you care a lot about the outcome as well. And that's why you work as much as you do, or that you feel you need to work as much as you do because you think it's gonna create a better outcome. It will make your presentation better, you'll accomplish more, you'll have a cleaner house, you'll make more memory with your kids. You want all of those things too, and of course. So here's the difference then. I'm going to break it down into two parts. The difference between an unbalanced mind and how they view success and a balanced mind. Number one, a balanced person does not think they need more time in order to get to the outcome they want. And because they believe that, they push themselves to achieve more in less time. And then number two, how good You are as a human, a worker, a mom, and a wife does not depend on achieving the outcome. You may be disappointed, but you don't take it personally. So let's talk about the first one, that a balanced person doesn't think they need more time in order to get to the outcome they want. What a balanced person does well is they set containers for the amount of time that they're willing to spend on something. They don't want work to bleed into home life, and they don't want household chores to take over their time with their family, and so they protect that time by creating containers for how long they're willing to work on something. They don't allow themselves to say, if I don't get this done, I'll just work when the kids go to sleep, or I'll just work on the weekend. They don't allow themselves that out. So what that forces them to do is it forces them to get creative with the container of time They decide to work on something. They know they don't have an endless amount of time, and so they're more focused, they're clear on their priorities, they minimize distractions, and they're willing to walk away and be done even when it's not 100% there. Now, I've been working on this in my own life. When it comes to work projects like writing an email or even this podcast, for example, I decide the container of time I'm going to work on it. 
And when I'm getting close to the end of that time and I, I know that I'm not going to finish it with the approach that I'm using, I have to shift my approach. I decide to go to bullet points instead of writing every word out, or I shift to being more direct and less storytelling. I decide that fitting it into the container of time is more important than perfecting it. Now, I know you know how to do this because I know you all have. Let's just say you have like a client deadline at five o'clock today. There's no way you can push this out. You have to get it done by five o'clock. What are you going to do? Here's my guess. You're going to tell your team that you have to get something done and that you're not available. You're going to turn off your phone and your notifications. You're going to turn off your email. You're going to turn off Slack. And you're just going to put your head down and start working. And whenever you get stuck in the middle of writing or whatever it is that you're doing, and you you kind of have that moment of like, I don't know if this is the right thing to do, you push through it because you know you don't have time. So you just make a quicker, more decisive decision on the way you're going to word it or how you're going to approach it because you're, you know that you your container of time is dwindling down. We have all done this. We do it under pressure. That's why a lot of people say they're procrastinators and they do better with deadlines because they're able to push themselves through the really hard moments where they have to get more decisive and more focused. What you need to learn how to do and what balanced people have learned how to do is to do this without the deadline. They just decide to do it because it creates the life that they want. Those that experience a lot of balance set a container ahead of time for how long they're going to spend on something, and then they stick to it. All right, then the second point, achieving the desired outcome doesn't make me better. I just did an entire episode on this where I talk all about our accomplished versus our human value, so I'm only going to touch on this really briefly, but people that experience a lot of balance in their life don't see themselves and how good they are through the lens of their accomplishments, which means they are not dependent on getting through their to-do lists or being successful to feel good. They feel confident in who they are. They can let go of failures quickly. They take risks or put themselves out there. They're not defined by their success or the lack thereof. And when they don't achieve the outcome they desire, instead of beating themselves up, they feel simply sad about it, disappointed. But then they ask, what could I do differently next time? They get more curious than critical. As an example of this, I mean, I yelled at my kids the other day, and no parent likes to do that. That is not the result or the outcome that we wanted, even though, of course, the kids stopped what they were doing. My kids were roughhousing, they weren't listening, and I kind of snapped. It happens to all of us. But instead of walking away and telling myself, I'm a horrible parent, I walked into my bedroom, I closed the door, I cried. I felt some icky feelings because I did something I didn't really want to do. I didn't get to the result I wanted, which was to diffuse the situation without kind of escalating my own emotions. I literally gave myself a hug. And eventually, after allowing some space for that disappointment, I got curious with myself and I said, what could I have done differently? And in this case, I decided I had just waited too long to step in. I had asked several times for them to stop, and they didn't. And what I needed to do was simply step in after I had asked once so that my emotions didn't escalate. That's it. I didn't allow all of the negative self-talk or the shoulds or the judgments. I didn't beat myself up. I didn't tell myself I was a bad mom. I didn't let the failure define who I was. All right, so let me recap for this moment. 
Success is not dependent on time. You don't need more time to have a balanced life. Success is defined by either achieving the desired outcome in the time you set to do it or learning from not achieving it. And when you believe that success is not dependent on time, you will begin to push your brain to think more creatively so you reach the desired outcome in a shorter period of time. Success also does not define you. Who you are as a person has nothing to do with being successful. You're a good mom, a good wife, a good worker, despite your outward successes. And when you believe this, you're free to achieve and try and take risks and say no and do all the things because it doesn't define who you are. All right, ambitious and balanced working moms, I'm hoping you're feeling inspired by this podcast, inspired to really redefine success for you. I would love to hear from you. If something in this podcast really grabbed your attention, send me an email. My email is always in the show notes. Success does not define you, who you are as a person. It has nothing to do with being successful. You are a good mom, wife, and worker despite your outward success. And when you believe this, you're actually free to achieve more, to try, to take risks, to say no, to do all the things because it doesn't define who you are. All right, ambitious and balanced working moms, let's go out there, redefine success, and let's get to it. I hope you enjoyed this episode today. If you're looking for more support, be sure to check out the Work-Life Balance Formula, a free training to help you feel more confident in your career and fully present with your family. You can find that at www.rebeccaolsoncoaching.net forward slash balance formula. And if you haven't already, please leave a rating and review giving me your honest feedback. I'd love to hear what specifically you liked and if there are any topics you want me to cover in the future. Writing a review will take you less than two minutes and is one of the most helpful ways to spread this resource to other working moms. I thank you in advance. Let's get to it, moms.